We should be okay. And alive. Dude, we're, uh, what are we calling this? Maybe a little, ooh, let me let me untangle my. <laughs> oh, you're a little tangled there? Little we can call this a comics corner. I mean, dude. This kind of a comics corner. This is uh, episode 100. 100 episodes, 100 man. episodes, I'd like to dude. shake your hands, sir. Dude. That's why we're celebrating. Cool, cheers, dude. A couple cervezas for the boys That's for right. a hundo episode. It's totally not 12.50 in the afternoon right now. Dude, 5 o'clock somewhere, <laughs> man. People know. Dude, how's it, uh, how's it feel to do 100 apps? So, yeah, we started this. I think we published our first episode October of 2020. So we've been at this for a solid two years and some odd months, man. Damn, dude. It's pretty nuts. And that's not counting all of our wonderful content over on Patreon, so make sure you check that out, okay? So yeah, we, we've got more than 100 apps. We do. But this is 100 official Official apps. Spotify, Podbean. Yeah, dude. This yeah. is 100 apps going against Joe Rogan. And we have, you know, we want to thank you guys, those that do listen, helping us support us and you know now we have some new gear we got this new ring light dude we've got i'm kind of seeing light. spots right now i'm not gonna lie i think I, right. I think i looked into it too close at first it is a bright it is a very bright it's a tad bright it kind of it looks almost mythical right it's a very weird we don't look quite as ghoulish now though yeah I, we look that's why we're the all white all white i wanted to be like very little ang- pancake makeup oh dude i put my ceo afterglow on dude <laughs> Shout out Sunday Riley. This dude. fair Irish skin, yeah, you know. I, I gets mine, dude. I got I gotta take care of this thing. What um what have you been up to this week, dude? We gotta talk about we saw Ant Man. Yeah, we saw Ant Man so saw the ants just last the week. Just last week. That was fun. That was a good time. I'm bummed we should have got there earlier so we could hit the arcade. No yeah, arcade. Yeah, we session. did no arcade, no Mortal Kombat, no Tekken. No. We should do like we should try to organize like a field trip out to Valley View with some homies and we'll go see a movie and we'll get like an air hockey tournament. And we'll going. podcast during the movie. We'll just we'll just take over the whole theater. Uh, the ring light just like in the movie theater and people are like, turn that off. Shut the fuck up. We're <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> do you not understand? Do you want to be a part of history? Have you heard the term live stream before? Yeah, it's called a live stream, dude. Or a live reaction video, if God. you will. Yeah. I'm trying to capture magic. We could have at Ant-Man. I'm pretty sure we were one of four people in the theater. It, yeah, it was just you, me, and then another guy and a girl. Shout, shout out, though. And they were sitting separate. We should have, like, introduced them. Yeah, or, like, sat in between <laughs> them. Been like, hey, these aren't actually our seats. Do you guys mind if we sit here, though? Yeah. I kind of like a cozy vibe when I watch. Well, you know, we, we kind of risked our lives for Ant-Man, dude. It was coming down pretty good. It was, it was a fucking rainstorm. That was, was- wild. I like going to see... A early movie though during a rainstorm. Yeah, that's fucking. Because you know you literally like didn't waste any. You know, yeah, time you haven't or... wasted anything. And also, I don't know. There's just something. It feels very summer, like when you're a kid in the summer. Yeah, that's freedom, dude. Yeah, it's raining, and you're like, dude, it's time to go see a little flicky flick. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we saw it in. 3D. Yeah, that was a fun little mistake. Didn't realize I bought the 3D tickets. There were some scenes that were really cool with it being in a different, you know, dimension basically in this, yeah, this quantum really realm. It was pretty neat. Did I think you and me both looked at each other? Honestly, the coolest 3D part of the movie was the intro when Captain America throws the shield out. Oh yeah, and the and Marvel, like, Marvel logo. That, that shit almost beheaded me, dude. We that, were almost on ISIS <laughs> video was right honestly, there. Kind of the coolest part. But when they initially do fall into the quantum realm, there's a lot of cool little stuff coming at you, or like when like the answer of yeah. I was telling stuff. some people, I was. It's a trippy enough. Um, it's a trippy enough movie that it. Uh, it, it, it plays into the 3D enough yeah. where it's not super corny of things kind of coming at, you know, a shield coming at you. Yeah. Not that Cap's ever corny, but um, it was nice. It was, it didn't, I was trying to remember if I got bothered by 3D or not. Yeah. Like if it annoyed me and it really didn't like the, when I the, think It just takes a minute to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Cause you, you had glass, your glasses on at the time, right? So do you yeah, go double? Right do you go double specs? Well, I have to. Yeah, you I'm gotta go double blind. specs. And like a lot of like, especially because my head's kind of small and like I have smaller frames. Like my sun, if I were even just regular sunglasses, they fit right over my. Oh, so glasses. it works perfect. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of like cheap Wayfarer glasses or even like a 3D glasses, they yeah. fit right over. You they know? fit right. They're and a little then, larger. 
I mean, that's not that's a little escape on the uh, having to get prescription sunglasses, dude. Oh yeah, I'm not paying for that shit. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't wear them. I don't wear my glasses out in public enough. Oh okay. Do you you a contacts guy? Yeah, yeah. I had I was taking some eye drops. That's why I was wearing uh, I had some some well, antibiotic hey, eye drops. Hey, I wasn't I wasn't shaming the glasses, <laughs> dude. I was just I wasn't sure if because some people with glasses to me, I'm like, I my friend just told me she has glasses that are for relaxing her eyes. Interesting. I was like, what are you talking about? What is go? There's just glass. So many people have glasses. You're like, I don't know if you need these all the time. Are these like a statement? Is relaxing this- your eyes. Like, why don't you just close them? For yeah, a just, bit? you just close them. I know how to relax. Now that's them. too much strain on my eyelids, dude. Oh, you're because you're flexing your lids. Yeah, you're being real suppressive to my eyelids, telling them that they have to be closed. Yeah, I would want my eyes open, but I want them fully relaxed. <laughs> I want them relaxed. I your want my eyes, eyes okay. essentially. So you're sleeping with your eyes. So open. does she wear like normal glasses? Like I don't think so. I put okay. them on there. It looked and she doesn't wear contacts. Or zero anything. difference. No, but yeah, one of my favorite contact stories. Um, is about a friend I have. We call him old man. He was the same age as us. But this dude, so after college, living couple like couple fellas living in a duplex, dude. You know how, you know how. It'd be yeah, I think you told me about this crib. Wasn't it up on like Glenberry or some shit. It was. It's over in like it was over in West Park. Oh, West Park, and. Okay. Uh, my buddy's like having these like his eyes are like hurting him or something. So he's got to go to the optometrist and he's like, oh, I better take all these contacts out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had like multiple pairs. Huh? And my friend who was living with him was like all these con two. There's two. It's like just, there should just be he's like you'd think you'd, there should just be two. <laughs> this motherfucker is like I was like a all contacts. He had. He had left. Con- he just would leave contacts in. Like he had contacts in for like eight months. Then why would he put in a new pair? Because he, you he know, thought they dissolved. I, Please, don't maybe tell he me thinks that. they dissolved. Dude. Listen, dog, it ain't a Listerine strip. It it's, is insane. And I remember hearing him like peel them off and like the screaming. It sounded like torture, dude. Well, yeah, anybody left his contacts in for too long, and he had to have like cornea surgery. Yeah, I would not ne- see. I don't like touching my eye. Yeah. Well, I've been wearing contacts since I was 14, so like I'm pretty You're used, used to it. it. And yeah. I'm sure if I was putting contacts in, that's one thing, but the thought of like having to like peel off contacts yeah. on your eyeball, dude, is that's like Guantanamo Bay shit. It, it's dude. not fun also cuz my fingernails grow really fast, yeah. so you pinch, you know, with your pointer that's what and I'm your saying, thumb. Yeah. If that thing's if your nails too long, like, you're going to scratch your eye. Yeah. I've almost done it. it pretty close. S- I've probably done it. Scratching your eye for some reason to me sounds horrifying. Yeah. Just because it's I need these eyes. Uh, these eyes tell me when dangers You coming. don't you don't wear glasses or anything, right? No, I always I always kind of wanted to wear glasses. No, dude, my vision's fucking spot on. I got like I have really good vision. Having poor vision just kind of sucks. I mean, obviously, but a lot of people do. Um, But I mean, I'll be honest. This is gonna sound corny and kind of like vain, but I I don't really feel as confident when I wear my glasses. I think it was because I started wearing glasses so young, and like I always. Like felt very nerd, you know. I wasn't Mister Popular, but, but I wasn't like the fucking Mister Pocket Protector. Or yeah, anything you're, you're not a fucking high school uh, character of yeah. a nerd. And like, you know, my, I have kind of a small face, so like any sort of glasses just kind of stand out on my face. Look big on you, yeah. And which is, you know, it's what I don't know, it's not that they look big; they just kind of take over my face. And so, I got you. By the time I got to high school, when I started wearing contacts, it just gave me like a lot more confidence. Yeah. You know. Well, and and I think I don't want to brag, but I got some pretty nice eyeballs. Yeah, so. you're like, dude, I'm trying to show off. <laughs> if these you got papers. it, flaunt it. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and like, even when I'm at work and stuff, I just don't feel as confident with my tables with, and with glasses on. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think that totally makes sense. But I know there's other people who are strictly glasses. Yeah, like, but like some of them wear for so long, they would look weird without them. Matt, Matt Goik would look weird without glasses. Yeah. Like, Matt would you know. look. <laughs> I've seen Matt without glasses, and yeah, it kind of looks crazy. Didn't he wear contacts for a little bit though? He might have been. I think he, he might have gone to the to the clear side, dude. <laughs> to the <laughs> the see through side. The see through side. But it's also an interesting thing when you wear glasses or you have uh, you know eye problems. I don't know. This maybe this is just where my mind goes. But I'm constantly thinking about like a scenario. You know, maybe use the word apocalyptic or end of the world, where it's like, oh, like 
You know, yeah, contacts dude. are out of the question. And like, I got one pair of glasses, you know, like Twilight Zone style. Oh, I drop them on the ground. Fuck, dude. Got all these books, can't and read them. And here's the thing. You know? If you're in an apocalypse, you're definitely running. There's running around. Yeah. As an avid reader of comic books, this is a comic book show. I don't want to be able to not read, even though I am nearsighted. But I here, probably could pull that off. But but here's the other thing is, <laughs> yeah, you're doing. That's the time in life where you're like, dude, we got to find. I have a, to read a book like this. We have to find a fucking dicks that got has been destroyed and hope there's like a rec spec band. Yeah, because I can't lose these glasses. That's when you're like, I will glue oh, these. the uh, like, uh, the croakies. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like a croaky, a fucking like they give them that cedar point so they don't fall off on the exactly. roller coaster. Oh, have you ever worried? Uh, we've had to have talked about. Are I you a roller coasters guy? I love roller coasters. Okay. Uh, back when I wore glasses more, you know, it just kind of depended on the ride. I yeah. Would, but I would usually take them off or I'd have sunglasses or whatever. Or croakies. You know? Yeah. Have you? I can imagine if I drop something from a roller coaster, I chalk it up as a loss. Yeah. Do you go, if you dropped your, your wallet on the ride, do you go to like the park people and be like, <laughs> Patrick. Cedar Point is not responsible for any lost or stolen items. Please exit to the right. Don't forget to grab it out of the bin. Dude, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for <laughs> I think that is the, one of the best. I never realized. I guess I know they said. I just remember, welcome back, riders, to America's Rock and Roller Coast. Yeah. I remember when they stopped saying rockin' at one point. I was like, fucking sellouts. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't say rockin'. It, it reminds people of crack rocks. The, or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a lawsuit against us. They're the only uh, uh, Northeast Ohio entity that can use the word rock yeah. and we're, or roll. Hey, we're pretty similar. <laughs> you guys have attractions. We have attractions. You can't use the word rock and roll in the same sentence. I don't care if it's rockin' and rollin'. Mm -hmm. You got a little... They're getting a little cheeky with this uh, apostrophe N. I'm going this year. I haven't been to Cedar Point in a long time. I'm excited to go back. I just, you know, I've had some some uh physical issues that have kind of kept me from yeah going back, from so. riding not for, well keep me from riding uh we're gonna find out there was a phone call that just happened on my phone we'll see if it's in the video it might be i doubt it it's still recording though yeah um it might just be a, a slight vibration so you, are <laughs> it you might look uh, like an earthquake yeah are you trying you're trying to go this year i'll definitely go yeah let's sure fucking thing. go dude yeah i would love to go uh i'm, I'm trying to call to my a, boy neil from st louis he loves he loves oh i've met him i think yeah, you yeah, might I met that cat. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, well, so the thing is, my landlord's a bartender on Kelly's Island. We might even be able to do something like stay on the island for a night, go to oh, Cedar Point in the morning. Right. It'd be right. a good time. Where, um, how close are those? I have oh. no idea where, like, Putin okay, Bay, so, Kelly's Island. So, yeah, like, the main uh, ferry dock to get to Putin Bay or Kelly's Island is uh, on in Sandusky. Oh, all right. So, so it's, like, right down the street. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've never been. I went to Putin Bay once as uh, just a young boy and i remember it was sick because i was it's like first time on a boat really i think so you're taking that little barge over that's fucking cool yeah. i'm like dude i felt like jack on the titanic dude i was like i finally made it off this goddamn piece yeah. of shit earth I lo like the great lakes are kind of just like Diet oceans, you know? like, yeah. Diet like, ocean. You, you, is... Like you could probably, if you were out far enough, you could convince yourself you're on the ocean. Yeah. But you're, I mean, I mean, it's a, they're large bodies of water. Have I ever told you the story of all these people? Shot remain nameless, but two twins, obviously from West Park, because the story ends in almost tragedy. Okay. Uh, fucking hammer drunk on one of those islands. And are basically just like, all right, well, we're fucking done with this place. We're getting the fuck out of here. And they couldn't get a boat back. Ferries are done or whatever. So they get a canoe. <laughs> oh, God. No and they're like, way, all right, we're going to, we'll just canoe it. Because obviously, you know, these guys were kicked out of Boy Scouts with probably within five minutes. So they have some skill. They, um, so they flip the canoe, obviously. Start. They're like, we're gonna swim. They just attempt I'd, I'd to like, swim no, back. Not. They were in the middle of the lake. Yeah, they like, almost froze. Yeah, they almost froze to death. Dude, that's and they got crazy. rescued because like West Park kids are just uh, pretty impressive. The only thing able to take any of them down so far has been the old. Uh, Drugarinos. Okay. Yeah. But like na like natural things, natural occurring things can't take down a West Park kid. <laughs> they can't like water or fire. 
I wonder how close they made it. Not, I bet not. So I how, bet who, you could still see where. So who rescued them? The co- Coast Guard. The Coast Guard, yeah. I forgot what the Coast Guard does. I thought there was like a lake guard. That would be really scary. I don't know. Like, I kind of have a slight fear of open water. Like, all yeah, like that. I think a natural thing is to have a fear of open water. Yeah. Yeah, but some people don't. You know, some people are kind of fearless uh, when it comes to that. But here's the thing. If you're not afraid of open water, you are in the minority. Yeah. There's that's, not that's true. There's not a bunch of people who are like, "Oh, drop me out in the middle of the ocean and get on out of here. I want to yeah. chill, baby." And like when it comes to the like even the lake, it's like, "Dude, I know there's no fucking sharks or eels in here, but like I just like don't want to touch any fish." Yeah. Or like there's like there's random giant patches of seaweed yeah. like out there, you know, like you could you actually legit get tangled in them. It's gross. Yeah. The water First and foremost. is gross. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want to be in it. I can't remember the last time I took a dip, like down at Edgewater or Huntington, but. Uh, no. Like, I remember, like, my, your skin just feels disgusting. Awful. I'm not getting in that water. I like, s- I feel like, because you keep it comics cornery, like, in the very first X-Men movie, the senator dude that they, like, yeah, turn yeah, into, yeah. like, when he comes out of the, the And he's, like, ocean, all, like, disgusting. And just, like, yeah, he's basically just, like, a giant pile of snot. Like, yeah. that's what I feel like when I come out of Lake Erie. That is the Lake Erie energy, for sure. The Lake sure. Erie effect. They, um, yeah, I'm never swimming in the ocean. That's... Or not ocean. In the lake? The lake. That's gross. Yeah. But. It's a bummer. Dude, back to a little Ant-Man. I was just about to say, we got a little off track there. <laughs> um, what What are your thoughts? What did you, so, how'd you feel? I, I like, I, this is how I feel. So I'm just going to put it out there. And I think it's kind of obvious. Marvel's been getting a lot of flack lately. Just the last few movies, people, you know, their expectations are always high. It's Marvel. I get it. But I think people are just kind of beating up these movies a little too bad. Except for Love and Thunder, because that like wasn't great. Yeah. I don't know, but when we reviewed it, we were both we weren't that brutal on it. I think people are just kind of just out to get them, and yeah, yeah, like it's not the same era. It's not like the, like the heyday anymore. That's okay. You just gotta gotta take it as like we went and saw this movie at the theater on a Wednesday afternoon, and we were entertained. Like, yeah, it was it was completely fine. They can't all be Infinity War. They can't all it, be you know. Yeah. Civil War. I thought it was obviously better than a. Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it had some nice some good moments. Some of the jokes we could have just But some of them hit. Like some, some of them, some did of them hit. was funny. But though, I think those hit a lot harder in that in a movie like that because Paul Rudd has those comedic chops. Yeah. So it's so much harder. They always say if you can do comedy, you can do drama. Yeah. Like if you had comedy's harder. But if Robin Williams was still alive, you best believe he would be in this MCU. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> um, oh my stomach's making crazy noises. But there is, there's something about like Paul Rudd's delivery of stuff that's way more entertaining than like Chris, Chris Hemsworth or trying, Chris, yeah, or giving a joke, yeah, giving a joke out, or that, or relying like all the way on like Taika Waititi as this rock guy to deliver like jokes every five seconds but honestly you know it's funny you mentioned chris hemsworth because up until like someone like a paul rudd ant-man he was kind of the comic relief a yeah. little bit in those because he was laying the he was kind of just like the, the dumb, dumb guy yeah, yeah he's the fish out of water guy so he's just like what's a car <laughs> what's what's a cup of coffee like everything's he doesn't know what anything is so you get the Oh, it's a, it's a car. This is how we get there. He's like, like a chariot. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, like, but with uh, an engine. And it just, you get to explain it. And that's like the funny part of it. But I think Paul Rudd just, his setup to stuff is a lot better. I think his, it's not even like a physical thing. It's just like his face works better for like delivering jokes. It does. Um, and I thought Jonathan Majors, dude, fucking crushed. He was great. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, we had a, my man's on a hot streak. Dude. We had a good bad guy, and it was, as far as like his first appearance, aside from Loki, like yeah. I mean, it's like the, he's proven that like, oh, I mean business. You know, I'm trying to take shit over. You know, yeah, conqueror is in the name, baby. He's definitely here to be a bad guy. And there were just cool scenes. I mean, the scene where um, they have to get to, like, the core of the machine and all these uh, possibility, yeah, you know, uh, replicas start popping up. And by the end of it, there's just, like, a million of them. They're yeah. helping, like, that was cool. Cool scene. And, like, and that was a good proof of, like, because another flack that 
uh, Marvel's been getting lately is about the CGI. Mm. And that was a good scene that demonstrated, like, oh, no, we still can do cool CGI stuff. Um, yeah, and different the, stuff. Yeah. It's not all just, like, space gloss. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and But with that being said, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, fuck, man. Like, I saw these comparison shots. Did you see this of, like, comparing it to Spy Kids 3? Yes, but yes. Like, and, not, and not just... Um, the the MODOK. Mo- not just the MODOK character, but, like, even just kind of, like, the background yeah. of it. And, and, like, I started seeing, like, oh, man, like, that... It's, yeah, it's dude. just good. It's just like it's cannon fodder, like because the internet's ruthless. Spy Kids three is that still? Did Robert Rodriguez do that one too? Because if so, I don't know. I know he did the first one. Yeah, he did the first two. I think. Yeah, the second one's actually a good flick. Um, no, I again, I don't think it's the most original thing in the world. I love, like, I like Jonathan Majors. I think he's been fucking killing it. I, it's kind of sus because you're like. Oh, this is the guy who takes everything down. This dude did get beat by Ant Man, right. and at the end of the or day, did, but then, like, by the very end, he goes, "Or did I beat him?" Oh, I don't, and, you know, he doesn't even know. And I agree. I don't think he's been beat. I think he it's has, far from beat. I obviously we're gonna go spoiler, but it's just their after credit scene that you get console of Kangs, so you get uh, Immortus, you get uh, Raman Tut, and in the comics, it's Scarlet Centurion, but I think they're just calling him Centurion. the Centurion. Um, so there are like three fam- more famous versions or variants of Kang. Yeah. And it seems like they run this council. And then people were like, the big thing, and this shit done pissed me off. Not even because I like the movie that much, but one, I did love Jonathan Majors in it. My man is ripping. Two, everyone's like, Oh, Council of Kangs, just like Council of Ricks, we just steal stuff. And it's like, hey, the dumbasses. Yeah. They stole that. These are 50 year old properties. Yeah, man. this yeah. Con- <laughs> here's a panel from a nineteen eighty seven, you stupid fuck. And now it's like great. Now all the Rick and Morty fans are under can get under fire too, because casual fan, hey. I'm not with it. Dot, you got the pajama pants and the vape pen? You're going down with Justin Roiland. <laughs> you all are. right? You're yeah. going down. I hope they I hope they literally Rico case every Rick and Morty fan who is too who has ever said that they're a Rick. Yeah. All of them get Ricoed up with that guy. Yeah. You and know they all was, go, You know who else was Rick? Justin Roiland. Yeah, exactly. You're all pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's such a shame. But you know, with the whole Council of Kings thing and all that coming into the to the yeah. the forefront, it's awesome. It's the same thing I said about the new uh, Doctor Strange movie, multiverse. It, it, you know, it it just feels more comic booky. It, like yeah, it, and like people, it, it's not gonna translate well for some people, but for like people that really like reading these books and like just like that feel of like kind of the over the top fantasy of it and fiction of it that's that's what i'm excited about because that's what's happening yeah it, like the whole like it's like you know he thinks he defeated kang it's like well he'll probably be back it's like yeah he definitely will be back because it's like a comic book it just kind of keeps going and exactly going. none like of the these ultron, people like the, like the ultron thing there's like, there's like 10 ultron have you, you know? ever have you ever thought about like late at night what if ultron came back <laughs> it keeps me like, up. do you think he would ever come back in the mcu I think 100% because, like I said, you know, he was such a relevant character. I mean, as far as the Avengers go, yeah, like Ultron was a big villain. You know, Thanos was more of just, you know, the whole Jim Starlin universe. Like, yeah, the Avengers were constantly involved with that struggle, but that's not like a mainstay in Avengers comic books, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. But you know who was? Was Kang. Like, yeah, Kang is I much Kang more of his, a... He made his first appearance. I have it in, on paperback. It, it was His first appearance was in like 68 or something. Like, he's been around for a fucking grip. Well, yeah, they're... Because the first, like, official... Or maybe it was early 70s, but it was early. Yeah, the first official... Um, appearance i know was ramen tut but that was later retcon to be kang because it was a pretty anonymous man from the future who developed time travel comes back in a sphinx yeah and then takes over egypt i mean obviously everyone's a wet dream essentially um but he goes back and does the thing fantastic four go in there they probably whoop his ass you know and later on, they're like, what if all the time traveler guys were just 
Kang right. in disguise. And it's so perfect because you're like... It's actually a clever trope. You yeah, know? and it yeah. works well to bring together all these people with a similar or same power where it's like, all right, we do have three guys that are all kind of time travelers. And they're like, ah, three is kind of a lot. Well, if it's all just one guy, and then... And then everyone's like, oh, my God, all these stories connect. And yeah. every nerd just, again, like, fucking bricks up and it's is like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh, the new Fantastic Four movie. Maybe, you know, at one point they end up in Egypt. It, and you know, Exactly. You see something. And it's cool and it's exciting. But the whole Rick and Morty thing, it's interesting. Before we saw the movie, I heard someone say, like, oh, yeah, like, I heard something on the Internet that it's like a Rick and Morty ripoff. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then, like, when I didn't know. I still didn't know until you just said yeah. the whole Council of Kings thing. And I'm like. What one scene with the post credit scene? Well, and I think we're ripping on. I think the other shit was more just the uh, the like the characters, all the weird characters and stuff. Yeah, well, all the weird characters that are in the um, why am I the quantum verse? Yeah, like the quantum realm. realm. um, Yeah, they're just the broccoli headed dude. There's like a little glob that's like, how many holes do you have? Like. It, it's it's science fiction though. People want to see those big exactly. characters. Ever since Star Wars, that's why people thought Star Wars was so cool. Like the one thing that people talked about when the first movie came out was like the cantina scene. People still talk about yeah. it. It's like it just it was a perfect snapshot of what Star Wars was. It was a fucking giant galaxy with all these different people living together and yeah. commercing together. A hundred percent. It. I think that Rick and Morty fans are also fucking dumb. And just think that, like, and again, this is not everyone who watches Rick and Morty. It's fucking, like, dumb people who don't get that. Everything, those shows are based on using every trope from every movie, every TV show. So when you go, oh, this seems like this episode, it's like, that's because it was already something else before that. They've been that. doing this since The Simpsons. Yeah. A lot of Simpsons episodes are actually, their titles are are like... Spoofs sp- of movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a lot of movies. I mean, dude, Rick and Morty, the, the Lawnmower Dog episode. Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Fucking the, like, Akira episode where he's got the crystal, he can see the future and shit. Like, it's all just other stuff. And exactly. It's, they've been doing... I mean, so many. They've been doing... An- go- Anatomy Park, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Like, they've been doing fucking... Like goofy sci-fi characters too since fucking Doctor Who. Yeah, you know what I mean. All like this is just part of that realm, and I like that this was much more of a sci-fi kind of movie feeling to yeah. it. Oh yeah. Um, I like that their the time travel stuff was not super heavily given, and I think that's where Kang lost some of his power that he could get that ass whoopeth on. By Ant Man, yeah, is because he's depowered. depowered this dude does, yeah, he doesn't have all of his shit, and he whooped his ass after he fucked up all of his shit. So like all the stuff that he was using as like fuel, fucked. I was telling people that were interested in the movie because like every single person I told it saw it, like I liked it. They're like, oh, I heard it wasn't that good. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, well, you know, it's it's all perspective. But the one thing I I definitely reminded me of was uh, Thor three Ragnarok. I don't know if I told you yeah, this before. It, it it definitely is. I think it's a more. It had the whole six- thing. We're in a different world, a weird world that we're not familiar with. Even like the ship that they flew around in was very similar to like, the ships on Sakaar. Like, it was much more of a spiritual sequel to Ragnarok to me than Love and Thunder was a literal sequel. Yes, that's exactly. I feel like, the exact totally same way. It made more sense. It had more. Because you got to think too. In Ragnarok, there's like the whole scene, all the scenes of like fucking um, Odin dying and stuff. And like, I don't know, there's some more like drama to it. I get that Love and Thunder, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster's got fucking cancer, but it's kind of glossed over pretty quick. It's almost made really light of. And then even when she, spoiler, I guess, even when she like does die, there's the after credit scene where she like makes it to Valhalla or whatever. And she's with like, uh, Heimdale and it's like, Oh, so is she really dead? You guys just got Natalie Portman back on board. What are you going to burn her again? It's like, bring her back for she great character to have in a fucking multiverse or a secret wars type thing. Oh yeah. Cause secret wars is just going to be, all the people who get brought into that are going to be our new 
main Avengers because they're all as Secret Wars always are. They all end with everyone going back to Earth mm -hmm. and a bunch of extra new people or people who were dead are back. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I think, you know, we might get some Jane Foster and then she dies again. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, the next coming phases and everything, the movies, it's there's a million things they could ways they could do it, how they end up doing it. Ultimately, you know, some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. You know, so yeah, that's the tall and short of it. I'm just I'm excited to see what happens. Have you, uh, did you watch the new Boba or Mandalorian up? No, it just came out today. <laughs> oh, that was that I've today? I've only been up for like three hours, man. Oh, I went to bed at like 5.30. Oh, you watched it when it I, dropped? No, I just saw that it was on and it yeah, was like. Yeah, I think they, I think Disney Plus will drop it at like 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, because it was definitely. Um, no, but I'm going to watch it. I mean, didn't, didn't you say you didn't. You watched the second season or not really? Um, I, I watched like half of the second yeah, season. I'm a big Mandalorian fan. I think it's a good. I, I think it's the best new Star Wars. I completely made. agree yeah. with. I I don't need to like, see I know all Andor of it. Was good, but and I still haven't finished it. But it's like Mandalorian just has it captures this really really good vibe of the Mandalorian's whole also. It's what we wanted a Boba Fett show to be. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, and like you know, it was, and once they did finally do a Boba Fett show, it was it was too late to turn back. Yeah, and everyone's like, so the hey, bring Mando into the show. Yeah, this show sucks. Could you bring the Mandalorian in? Yeah, um, but no, I'm happy that that's coming back. I don't know what our next Disney Plus show is for. Oh, boys, Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion, very soon. I think um, like next month. Really? Yeah, it said spring, spring of 2023. I know that. Damn, much. maybe it's May. No, I think it's May. I'm hype. I'm, that's one Very that hype. I'm fucking... I think that's going to take us yeah. back to a little Winter Soldier vibes. Oh, yeah. You know, I think we're going to get... It's that espionage, man. Yeah, but like, I think yeah. that's what they need to do is... A, a thing that has been has worked for them in the past is have movies that are different enough thematically or cater them almost to... An espionage movie, a sci-fi movie, it—they can't. They were are always like, it's going to be like a horror movie. It's like, stop saying that. None of them are going to be horror movies. So, like, just call them some. Uh, Doctor Strange Two is borderline. It, Doctor Strange <laughs> Two is ab about as close as you could get, yeah. and it's because you had Sam Raimi. It's as close as you should get. Yeah, <laughs> it is like because there were parts of Doctor Strange Two that honestly I was like, all right, I seem this is a lot. A lot's yeah. happened. Um, for sure but no i like when they're trying to push to do different genres of movies and show like let a director really do what they want to do and not feel like boxed in to make i don't need all these dumbass jokes and all these yeah movies. and that's why that's why a lot of the newer stuff's been kind of different you know more or less like each new show or movie kind of takes its own direction its own yeah. life even though, you know, Kevin Feige is directly involved and there is a lot of things coming from the top, I think they do give them a lot of creative freedom. Um, dude. And and the bottom line is, dude, you know, these movies and TV shows rarely, if ever, lose any money. Uh, they don't really care, like, certain people are not going to like it. I mean, because that's just kind of how it fucking is, man, you know? like Yeah, you can't please everyone. And when you start trying to please everyone is when that's when your fucking quality is really going to fall. I mean, and I hate to get all like, you know, uh, like, you know, Karl Marx on you, but it's like, there's a lot of people that work on these Marvel's movies. It's like, yeah. that's their livelihood. Dude. Is these movies that are just, it's not they're like, oh, I can't wait for these, this fucking Marvel franchise. No, it's like the people that work on the Simpsons. It, like, this is my job. I make Marvel movies. There are people who, uh, I'm was, talking about everyone, the crew, yeah, cast, so, everybody. Someone was just talking about that, funny enough, about the Fast and the Furious movies. Exactly. And I was like, dude, I think they're dog shit, but you know, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fuck matter. it, dude. If people, it doesn't if matter. People are gonna keep making them, dude. At least those people keep those jobs. And it's probably here's the thing: a lot of these people, I get that there's the argument of, oh, well, they're in the fucking, you know, I'm sure in some kind of fucking union, some kind of movie maker union shit. But it's like, it's sick to be able to go back year after year to same people you work with versus like oh every time you start a new project i gotta fucking figure out every oh this is cliff he's a fucking asshole don't ask cliff for anything oh that's cheryl cheryl's nice 
Like you gotta yeah. figure everyone out. If you're walking on, you're like, it's a movie oh, within a movie. What's up, Brian? Fuck you too. Like you, you're already having jokes with people. Yeah. You have relationships. You know how things work. Your life is so much easier. Exactly. You get the camaraderie and like, dude. Not to mention like, I don't gotta tell you know, making a movie or a TV show is a lot of fucking work. It's the same thing with like making music, and it's like. Some guy puts out some song. I don't really like it. You know, I'm not. But it's like I know that a lot of hard work went into that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta fucking respect it. It's not. It didn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, I will say one thing though. The have you seen the trailer for? It's called Air. No. It's about uh, Nike signing Michael Jordan. Oh oh, wait, yeah, we we oh we probably talked about yeah. Yeah. I can't. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, it's just. I think it's just called Air. Good lord. But. It's so funny. I was talking to someone about it. Like the wigs, it's uh the boys are back together, Ben Affleck and fucking Maddie Dames. And who's the uh Jason Bateman's in and scene. Jason Bateman. It looks like a fake movie. <laughs> no, it, it looks like a movie trailer that they play on a TV show. Like, a, like it's an SNL skit. <laughs> yeah, like it looks fake. And I was like, who did the wigs for the they're just like, okay, it's it's the late 80s. We have white guys. What do they look like? And they're like, all their hair is curly. I mean, also, have you ever seen Phil Knight, dude? Like, can you imagine him like, oh, hey, Ben Affleck's going to play you in a movie. I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. Oh, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, you're hype. He's kind of hit. But it also, it also, you're just like, none of these people, I feel like, look like any of these people. They're all just in weird, bad wigs. Also, I just noticed something real quick. I hate to cut you off, but you, you ever seen Phil Knight in interviews? He always wears sunglasses. Yeah. You know who else always wears sunglasses? Michael Jackson. <laughs> a little guy, a friend of the podcast named Yohei. Yohei. Every oh, time he's on camera. damn, dude. This is a big Yohei episode. We've talked. Busted. We've talked fucking Fast and the Furious and his sunglasses. He likes to remain hidden, dude. He's a secret fella. He's a fucking... He doesn't yeah. want the world clamoring he, he, yeah. on him. Oh, yeah, totally. He doesn't <laughs> want everyone to know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> What would you give... What's your score for Ant Man, dude? I'm giving it. I'll give it seven out of ten. It, it definitely deserves that. All right, not I, quite eight. I'll give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven four. Yeah, like I'm. I'm right in that range with a you. A seven for sure. four works. I there was thoroughly entertained. I'm. I'm pretty much uh, done with. We don't need Michelle Pfeiffer or Michael Douglas anymore. Honestly, I didn't mind them. I, I hate to you know dwell on this too long, but dude, like his daughter. Oh, Cassie, you didn't like kind of annoying. Okay, and I just didn't think that good of an actress. All like, right, she was delivering like very strange lines with like a smile on her face that like just didn't match up. I'm gonna let you know. Um, she is one of the core cast members of the movie Blended, which you know oh, really? is my favorite movie. Is now. she Cassie in the first Ant Man or no? No, okay. the I didn't think little so. girl in that one, they were like, get out of here. But it's the same girl. She plays like the teenage version of it when he comes back from the blip. In Infinity Endgame. War or Endgame. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's yeah, who she. Did, okay. <laughs> Let's not dwell on Blended for too long because we did a whole Patreon on that. I'm just saying, if you haven't watched <laughs> Blended with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, get off your ass. I think we dedicated check it out. too much time on the last Patreon talking about both Blended and that god-awful Delivery Man movie you were telling me about. Oh, Vince yeah. Vaughn. Both those movies rule. It made me very uncomfortable when I was editing it. I'm like, wow, we've been talking about Delivery Man for a while now. Um <laughs> But no, I she, I thought she was fine. Um, here's the thing: they gotta get these these youngins in there to start. These old people are gotta go. Yeah, I mean it's, it's and guess happen, what? Yeah. It's ladies' time. Sure, it's time for the ladies to yeah, take. Yeah, we got it. that big Captain Marvel thing coming with like the three Marvels. You got yeah. So I think in the future, I mean, we're gonna, Is that gonna have be a show. That's a movie. It is a movie. So oh, that's shit. a sequel to Captain Marvel. Right. Well, that'd be so cool. it's called gonna be the Marvels. Then I think we're going to have like Kamala Khan and Kate Bishop and Cassie Lang. All these fucking people are going to get together. It's going to have like, I don't know, it'll be a Young Avengers type thing. Maybe we even get a fucking Iron Lad who's secretly a Kang. Okay. But I don't know. It just, all I hope is that the fucking Hulk's dumbass looking son the fucking yeah, his weird haircut shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, that dude's a fucking. I forgot about that, that dude looks a little 
little touched. I love how they didn't even yeah they didn't even give him a line. No, they honestly someone was like, I they were about to send it in. The guy's like, I could still delete this. <laughs> it's not too late, man. I just hey guys, I still have it highlighted. Do you want me to? And they're like, leave it in. What do you say? And like, you're a joke. Stop joking so much. And you're like, seriously, I will delete it right now. <laughs> no problem. I just don't get it. that shit was horrible. That was weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jonathan Major saved the day. Yeah, Paul Rudd really good. It's I just I don't I didn't out, like guys. Michelle Pfeiffer a lot. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer did one of those things in movies I hate where they're like, you know something. And you're not telling us. And I think it's really important. And they're like, okay, let's just go down the street and get this other stuff that go in. And I'll tell you later. It's like, hey, (laughs) give me the fuck. What are the cliff notes? Tell me right now what we're into. Yeah, that was a weird plot point. But it's like, you know, it's, again, it's fucking... That's what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's fucking fiction, you know. One hundred percent, I get it. Yeah. It's just like sometimes those situations are delivered poorly to me. Sure, I feel like yeah. there should have been more of a reason that she wasn't like. She was also very like she wasn't very secretive. Like it was like, it was like it, you obviously had something like you know yeah. to say. It, you had shit to say, and it was like, it's like why aren't you just telling people like, yo, okay, so quantum realm. There is a guy down there yeah. who's like taken to over. To be fair, though, she told him the whole time, like, "Yo, don't don't even fuck with it." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, she, a, it's a two way street. But it's also like, why? That, again, your mom telling you not to touch the oven. Guess what? You learn when that oven's hot as fuck. Yeah. So it's like, why shouldn't I? If you if if she would have said, "Hey, down in the quantum realm." is an evil time-traveling space conqueror who's trapped there. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Someone goes, I don't think we should mess with it. It sounds like the stakes are higher than, well, she just wants to know about it. I want to know. You know what I mean? Like, it's a mystery. Stop making it what if, a mystery. What if, what if she told them all that and they're just like, I think you're lying. <laughs> Call yeah. the bluff. All right. All right. I'm still Shut- making- I'm still making this machine. Janet, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Kang. That's not a real thing. <laughs> that's, that sounds made up. That sounds fake. All right, there's one other movie I want to talk about real quick, and then a, a comic I've been reading that I'm really enjoying. Um, so last time I talked to you was after Ant Man. Yeah. Like band practice, and then I told you I don't remember I'm I told grab you another beer here. You keep you keep rocking. I'm grabbing a beer. Do you right, need you, one? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Take a brief intermission here. More or less. Okay, so I went. I don't know if you remember. I told you I went and saw, or I, I rented um, uh, Clerks Three from the Red Box. Yeah. Went, went to the Red Box first time in a long time. Um, literally the only reason I did because I couldn't really get this movie anywhere else except some random streaming site I never heard of, and you had to rent it, and it was a dollar more than Red Box. So I went the economical route, and I went Red Box, dude. So, Clerks 3. Um, like, you know, I get home from band practice. I'm a little buzzed. I'm super excited. I'm going to roll a joint and watch this movie. And it's good. It's a good flick. Like, it's, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of nice callbacks and nostalgia. And, um, but, dude, okay, spoiler alerts, guys. Let me know. It got pretty sad. Like, oh, really? And when I say sad, okay, so starts off, um, if you remember from clerks two they leave off they you know they leave the movies they buy the old quick stop and they renovate it and open up a new store so it's rosario dawson and uh you know and dante and and, uh the gang the gang's back together and if you remember at the end you know uh rosario dawson's pregnant with dante's kid do you remember that at the end of i forgot about that yeah that's why you know he leaves his fiance and this and that so in between the two movies shortly after the second one they make it seem um, Rosario Dawson's character is hit by a drunk driver and her and the baby die. Oh, and it's right. kind of glossed over. They're not glossed over, but like you see it in the opening uh, sequence. You see her like obituary taped to the cash register. And you kind of put two together like, oh, fuck, she died. And then like they go into detail how it happened. And there's a really nice scene. Very That touch- is insane. Yeah, no, insane starts with this. It's movie. a really, t- but, but you know, they, I mean, they of course start ripping jokes like right, right away. Kinda, yeah. you know. And then at some point in the middle of the movie, he goes, uh, Dante visits her grave. 
and he like she like you know visits him almost as an Obi Wan Kenobi oh, type yeah. thing. And, that seems like a, that's a have, classic uh, yeah. Kevin Smith. And they have a little conversation, you know, and it, it's it's emotional, but it's nothing like crazy, you know. I'm not sobbing at this point yet. Um, so if you don't know the main story, it's kind of autobiographical in the sense with you know if you don't know Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack, almost died, and kind of it was a you know life changing, eye opening experience for him. And that's what happens to Randall in the movie, and he decides. I've done fucking nothing with my life. You know, I've always liked movies and I like working here. I think we do funny things. Let's make a movie based on here. So they basically shirt, shoot, shoot. Oh, Clerks one. shit. They, they, okay. they redo a lot of scenes, but it's Randall making the movie instead of Kevin. And, Smith. Kevin. and it's, it's actually really nice. And like Dante's really touched because he finally sees Randall like doing something with his life and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Well, they get into some big fight near the end of the movie while they they're, each while other. they're filming one of the scenes, the scene where they actually fight in the movie. Uh, basically, but it's like a big emotional, like, you know, verbal fight. And in the heat of it, Dante, Dante has a heart attack and ends up in the hospital. They got him hooked up to machines and all this. Well, he's not as lucky as Randall. He fucking dies, dude. Shit. I'm sitting on my couch, sobbing my fucking eyes out because they're like characters I grew up with, you know? Everyone's just dead now. And it's done. Well, they do a really good job of it where he's in like this. Uh, you know, I don't know, like a coma of some kind. Yeah. And he's like, you know, sitting in this room, like, you know, subconsciously. And that's when he sees Rosario Dawson. She's like in the back room. She's like, come on, you know, come with me. It's, it's, it's time to go. And like, so he goes with her and they like exit behind the screen. And like, that's when you kind of know he's dead. And then like, and he flatlines and Randall is sitting in the hospital room with him. Dude, it was heavy. I, I did. I just, I, and I was by myself. I watched this by myself. I described, yeah, for, oh, I dude, described you're probably the scene. Tearing. I was so, you're well, I was tearing, a little dude. buzzed. I'm emotional, you know? Oh yeah. You, so the you next got a little day, joint in you, dude. You're fucking full on. Just, you're feeling yeah. everything. And you guys are friends. I, I can, I could admit this to the general public. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not too, too, too shy. proud to say I'm not too it, proud dude. at all. I, I just, sometimes you gotta shed those tears. I described the scene to my girlfriend the next morning, described it to her. Didn't even, she didn't even see the scene. I described it to her scene for scene and she saw She just start crying over, over my description. But Man. it's like Dante was such, is such a lovable character. I think, I know my side, I think a lot of people that identify with Kevin's movies can identify with him specifically. You know, we didn't all set the world on fire after high school, you know, but there's like, some camaraderie in that sense that like, well, it's, that's not, it's not what all life's all about kind of deal. Yeah. Life is about, you know, wanting to be happy, whether it's, you got your own little, you know, corner store or something you own or something you can make your own or a relationship, something to grow on, you know, this thing that you call your life. And uh, yeah, dude, it was fucking sad. It was sad as shit. It's Damn, really dude. Fucking sad. I did hear that movie was much better than the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It was. Um, I liked, actually watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot right after because I just think you're you know, like, I needed, I needed it to just a palate cleanse. It was more, it. it felt more just organized and say more professional, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, and like they brought Elias's character back, and that was really fun. You know, the kid that worked at the yeah. movies with them, and it was a good flick. I, I really enjoyed it. So, but I had to share that because you know, in Dude, the realm of a, comic book and the yeah, that's media, a crazy. It was wild. I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, at all. That just Kevin Smith was gonna firebomb everyone. Oh, dude, it was. I wonder if a bunch they were all just like, dude, let us just die in these. Yeah. But it was also cool. Uh, Kevin Smith came on before the film to address the audience. Hey, thanks for checking out Clerks 3. He goes, I just want to thank all you guys. The only reason this movie got made is because a lot of you guys went out and bought physical media copies of Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Oh, yeah. He's like, and that's the case with a lot of my movies and a lot of the thing I've been able to do the things that I've been able to do over the course of yeah, my career. Yeah, he's like pretty self-funded on... Yeah. So he said, he's like, you know, thanks again. He goes, and keep buying physical media. You know, it's important and there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It, I mean, he's a big proponent for all that. I would love if his shows weren't so ADD, like... Um, Fat Man on Bat or Fat Man Beyond oh, or whatever his, uh, podcast. Yeah, they're just yeah. like so all over the place all the time, and it's like so many questions from the crowd that I'm like, I don't need to hear what this person has to say. It's nuts. Yeah. So like, there's there was a movie that came out in like '02, and it was called An Evening with Kevin Smith. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing it at like Blockbuster back in the day, but I never watched it. Uh, and like, so you know, him and his buddy Scott Moiser, who he does yeah, the, yeah. the podcast with, they made you know, so it was on uh, it was on Tubi. I'm like, oh, I'll throw this on for a little bit. And I was watching for a little bit, and I was just curious, oh, how long is this? It is three hours and 40 minutes yeah. of him at college campuses answering questions. And I watched the first, I don't know, hour of it, maybe. But and there was some cool st stuff he found out. But yeah. like, I cannot, and then he made, a, he made a sequel that was also three and a half hours. It's just not... He just has a gift for Gab, and it's like, dude, I, I don't need to hear all these... It's so many same, same questions 
It's so many questions that are just phrased slightly differently. And the only ones I give a shit about are like, who wins in a fight, Magneto or, you know, Dr. Doom? Yeah. Like, I don't really care. So many of them where it's like, what's the biggest hurdle you've ever overcame in filmmaking? What are... What are some of the hardest times you've ever had during filming? It's like so many questions that you're like, all right, we heard this. Yeah. I heard this. I get it. And especially when I used to listen to, it was fat. First it was fat man on Batman. And that became like fat man beyond it's him and Mark Bernardin. Yeah. I like him. And and it's a good show, but again, it just became way too much. Like I would just listen to the news portion because then they'd go to the audience and no offense to the audience, but you're not a professional at this. This isn't your job. You're. Would they you, do a live podcast, or was it like uh, emailed questions or something? No, it'd be like live. They were at this. Oh, uh, they do it at, at they'd at this bar, the Scum and Villainy Cantina. It's like a Star Wars themed oh, cool. bar in L.A. But yeah, you're getting like all these, like, lack of a better term, nerds in there. So everyone has a million questions, and again, so many of them are. What superpower would you like to have? Like you said, the questions aren't great. Yeah. No, they're not great. And it's again, it's no fault to someone who just maybe got put on the spot. Someone at their table was like, dude, you gotta ask a question if you're here. Like every you know, what I mean, everyone throws their name in because it's the stakes are so low, but then you get called and it's like, Oh my god, we're wasting our goddamn time on this. And it's like Because it's like, yeah, and like I love Kevin, but yeah, he can be a little long winded, you it, know. Yeah. And especially that one just upset me because I fuck with Mark Bernard and Heavy. He was like pretty good. Was he a writer? He was a writer. I, thought, I think yeah. he wrote for like maybe uh But I like watching him talk. He actually is actually yeah. really good. Yeah. And he's he has a very, very good movie mind where I've heard him what seemingly is like spitballing a sequel or how to change a movie and you're just like oh fuck i want to watch that movie yeah <laughs> that movie seems so much better there was a really funny scene it was actually the very first because he goes to all these different college campuses in this evening with kevin yeah. smith movie and the first kid that walks up i'm pretty sure it's a joke it's from i think it's a line from uh chasing amy okay so right up this kid walks up to the microphone he's like yeah, I have a question. He goes, what's a Nubian? <laughs> Pretty sure it's from Chasing Amy. Yeah. And then, you know, the crowd gets, there's like a little laugh that goes over the crowd. And Kevin Smith pauses for a second. He's like, yeah, not for nothing, but I'll tell the jokes around here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's great. Like, and the, the early, because that's from O2. Like, he gets kind of nasty with them. Like, he gets, I believe it. He, he's, he's almost like too friendly and jolly these days it, as a skinny man, which is interesting. Yeah, but. he, dude, when you're fat, you got a little extra room for hate yeah he um, hate and anger he no he, he was just it was just like edgy you know like it was it, that's the yeah, doc, I mean, that's you're the a doc martin's bit, kevin smith right yeah there. you're a little bit more fucking uh you're more on edge dude your body just doesn't feel good you're more ready to be like <laughs> hey i'll do i'll do the jokes right sit the your fucking like, questions of course, done some guy you know it's a college game is like my friends wonder if you want to come drink some beers with us after this and he's just like um no, like no, fuck no, not at all. He actually said fuck no. Yeah. He was like, he was like, not at all. I don't <laughs> like, and it, and it got a big laugh. And the kid was, the kid would not let it go. He's like, I mean, yeah, like if you change your mind, he's like, dude, I'm I'm going back to the hotel after this. Like, I'm not, it's not happening. It's like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not going to your house to drink beers. There, there was like a certain amount of like respect of like, oh wow, at least it, the kid shot his shot. But then it's like, dude, like just, just let it be. I also think about, I remember when like parents would come. Not my parents, obviously never, but when other people's like parents would come to kent for like oh, God, a parents yeah. weekend or like someone's coming down and they'd be like sitting in this dog shit house that i live in well any house i lived in in kent and there's just like an adult there and i'm just like smoking a cigarette like st- looking at them like eating like drinking a beer and like eating a bowl of like cereal just being like what's up yeah like wh- what are you hoping to see <laughs> yeah what they're like Hey, are you uh you Joe's roommate? And I'm like, uh, who are you? Why? Are you the police? <laughs> like, I'm his dad. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I live here. What's up, man? Don't go in my room, in the bathroom, in any of the rooms with the doors closed or the basement. <laughs> so if as long as you stay out of those places, we're good. And they're like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's just a tad out of place, like you'd say. Yeah, it's just very hot. So we, we're all coming up on time. I got one. You know, I think I'm going to start calling this like Sean's pick of the week. Yeah, dude, like, what's what the I'm pick? 
It's a good pick. It's a good one. Um, I'm even familiar with uh, Rick uh, Remender. He did Black Science, you know, one of my favorite books yeah. I used to talk about a lot on the show. Um, I also read Fear Agent by him. Uh, he wrote Low. I think you gave me a copy of Low, actually. I, yeah. I, I started reading it and didn't finish it, but they're all really cool. Most of them sci-fi based stuff, uh, pretty much exclusively. This newest one I'm reading is Rick Remender. It's called um, Tokyo Ghost. Oh, I feel like I've heard. Is that pretty popular? It's re- it, it, it's a short run, but I think it did have some popularity. Even when I picked up the second volume, the guy at the shop was like, oh, Tokyo Ghost. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like a cult classic. Futuristic. Uh, you know, I don't want to use. It reminds me a lot almost like, like Ready Player One. Everyone's plugged mm. in. You know, everyone's like connected and just like. The world we want to live it's like, in. Yeah, it's like it's like VR screens in front of your face and yeah. uh, just like, you know, constant TV shows and ads and like. There was a bit of like uh, idiocracy, like you know, like constant sexual pleasure. You know, like the, yeah, the yeah, one chick's yeah. mom is like hooked up to this fucking like device. She's like, "Mommy, come yeah. to the park." She's like, "I'm I'm having my my intimate time. Like, leave me alone." Like, yeah, it's like fucking crazy. So yeah, nice. Uh, the main character Debbie and her man, who is like a cop, that kind of basically works for this. The 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 powers that be that are controlling all this, you know. Uh, influx of media and just consumerism you know it, it, it's basically a cautionary tale kind of deal yeah i think um, any of those anytime everyone's hooked up to vr they're like hey yeah do you see that this isn't good so Deb- stop doing yeah, all Deb's that whole thing is she's unplugged but um you know her guy he he, he goes by two different names in the book I, i'm, I'm kind of blanking right now but like his like cop name is him he's like some big souped up like bane looking type character yeah and he went through like it was like a it was like a physical um, cha- uh, uh, re- you know rejuvenation he some venom basically yeah like and they make him a right, strong shit but it also up. like numbs him up because now he's like addicted to like this media shit it's kind of yeah. weird but before that he was like very anti technology with Debbie and they like you know they were they grew they up were together like, they were boyfriend and girlfriend what if we but gave she, you a huge dick <laughs> I mean he's a, he's a large man you know yeah oh he's I'm sure but he's like plugged in he's completely disconnected but she still loves him. So she basically is like an enforcer with him, and they report to this like fucking you know reminds me of like a uh, Jeff Goldblum type uh, character on Sakar. What do they call him? The leader, the great leader. Oh, or whatever. Uh, no, he supreme is supreme leader or what? It's Jeff Goldblum. On, there's the collector, and he is the motherfucking cocksucker. I know. Sucker. I know. What it, is it, that, dude? It, it's bugging me too. But that's how he's like. He's like yeah, he, he yeah. rules all, and he just like. He fucks what he wants. He fucking, you know, conquers what he wants. And this is all takes place in L.A. Well, he hears in Tokyo, they have, like, untouched resources. It's, like, very, like, naturist. And like, there's people, like, living off the grid, basically. But he, he claims that it's, like, some warlord running shit. They get there. She's not a warlord. She's this, like, Japanese, like, uh, you know, nature guru, basically. And they Hell live yeah. in this, like, beautiful Marie Kondo. <laughs> they, they, yeah, right. They, they live in this beautiful little, like, naturistic commune where there's no technology. And they all are enjoying themselves. But then, like, homeboy that's running shit back in L.A. comes to get them because their job was to, like, you know, destroy the, this. Oh, yeah, like, get rid of this. Rogue, but they, 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 she somehow gets um, her, her man to unplug, and he gets more connected back to nature, back with her, and it's like this whole thing. But then they come, burn down this Tokyo village, and like, now she's you. out. They think she's dead, but she's back for revenge in the second volume I'm reading. Uh, the artwork is incredible. It's got just this really cool sort of, like, touch of... Manga Japanese influence to it, obviously but because not, yeah. a lot of it takes place but in not Japan. like super heavy. But also the LA vibe is very much, you know, it's it's your Blade Runner, it's your yeah yeah yeah, it's your kind of dystopian vibe. Yeah, I mean that's I think that works so well in comics, and like I said, I know I've heard of Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, yeah. and he he rides this badass fucking motorcycle that's like twenty feet long. Like, it, dude, anime motorcycles are always fucking yeah. the biggest dick energy. Yeah, ever. it's like the bat pod, but it's yeah. like, it's like twice as long. It's, it's like crazy. the Akira motorcycle. Yeah. You're just like, I don't even get how this works. They're just they're not even wheels. They're just like rotating balls yeah. at the ends of it. It's very rad. And like the one bad guy in the book, like he can connect his consciousness to like anything. Like anyone that's connected, you know oh, shit. anyone that has any sort of like implant or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can basically impl- he's and it also the, he's the, the master mold. Yeah, there's a little trans metropolitan vibe in there too, which is also a book that I love. So Damn. Dude, you're I, killing on the indies. I like the indie. I like the I like the futuristic, you know, it's it's good stuff, man. Dude, I dig it. Yeah. Um, it's all about image, dude. Image is pretty rad. I loved Image back in the yeah, day. Yeah, it, it's it's great. Like, Shout out Warlands and Telus. Okay, I never heard of it. Uh, Telus was so they're both 
kind of medieval. Oh. Um, I remember it was just books me and Matt bought back in the day. Mostly Matt. Um, Telus had like a fucking anthropomorphic like tiger and like a little blonde kid. It kind of seemed a little bit of maybe like a Dungeons and Dragons and kind of thing. Yeah, someone sold me another image comic that has that same vibe. It's called Rat Queen. I That I haven't heard of, but I know Telus had some offshoots. And then Warlord, I think it's Warlands. Warlands was a very almost Lord of the Rings Game of Thrones. Okay. And it was like a bunch of variant covers, a bunch of like the kind of holographic covers and they're, shit. These are two different titles. Two different titles. But they're both image. And uh, I worth, mean, worth checking out or are they, they're probably not very juvenile with it being image. No, no, no. They're definitely juve. Image is fucking, they're getting it in. They're showing a couple of little titties if they can. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Tokyo Ghost has cocks and tits yeah, and everything. Yeah, they're putting great. it all out there. Yeah, it's lovely. But, dude. Excellent episode. Cheers to episode 100. Cheers to 100 more. Uh, to 100 fucking more, dude. And that maybe even at two to three more Patreon subscribers to do that and get some extra bonus footage plus audio, go to patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. Uh, YouTube, go check us out. Fucking like and subscribe. Do all that shit. Are we doing it YouTube, all under? YouTube, just untitled shoe show. Untitled Shoe Show, go check that shit out. Uh, Patreon or Spotify, iTunes, listen to us wherever. Likes, do all that shit. Instagram, Threads and Dreads Pod. We're money, baby. We love seeing you guys. Well, we don't see you, but now you can see us because we got a ring light. We're a couple of hip young gals. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more content and some more episodes for you. It'll probably be an Untitled Shoe Show. Maybe something else too. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll get that see. interview going. But my eyes now have a giant ring around them from looking in this light. I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Love you.